0: What's up, Zach? How you doing, bro? What's up, Vince? How you been? I'm pretty good. Right? What? How's work going? Work is good. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long couple of weeks. Um, just pretty excited about getting another opportunity to lay down another 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 podcast, another episode.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Uh, for all our listeners out there. Dude,
1: yeah, let's talk about our listeners a little
0: bit. Right on. <laughs> what? What do you? Well, you brought what, it up. What? Bring it on.
1: What? The- Cool. We actually had we well on the app. It actually shows you what people are listening to and where they're at. <laughs> and, we, and we have somebody who's listened to us in South
0: Africa. In Cape Town, South oh, wow. Africa. So we're pretty excited mm-hmm. about that. We 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 got a couple people in uh, mm-hmm. Virginia, some some in Michigan, yeah, a bunch in California, a lot of them here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. You, Thanks, you yeah. know, so we're pretty excited, and uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's pretty unique that that.
1: That that far away,
0: so we yeah. actually listen to someone from the valley. So, anyways, um, last week uh, we talked about food, TV, food TV, and food docu series. Mm-hmm. And I think this week we're gonna continue. That we're gonna continue that conversation. There was so much information, <laughs> and we were an hour wasn't enough, and we weren't able to fit everything in. So we we're gonna go ahead and add an, a second a second part to this so welcome to food documentaries one twelve point three where we talk about food documentaries, docuseries and uh food TV. Let's uh let's introduce our podcast. Welcome to Two Cooks Without a Kitchen. I'm Vince. This is Zach. And uh welcome to Two Cooks Without a Kitchen. Two Cooks Without a Kitchen is a podcast about food and the culture that revolves around it. And uh the people who, from the people who make it to the people who consume it. And uh, pretty much from a chef's or a cook's point of view. Yeah. And uh, you know that, when everything else that it entails, politics, music, yeah. uh, everything. But
1: it all revolves <clears throat> around
0: food. It all revolves around food because food is the vehicle that brings people together at any point in time. You know, whether you <laughs> like somebody or not, if you, you put people together at a table, And you you break bread together, ultimately, at least it brings people together and brings uh, it bring it's a good medium to bring peace between people, even if they don't like each other or have opposing points of view and what have you. Not yeah.
1: So we're going to talk
0: about cow conspiracy or yeah cow conspiracy cow conspiracy. So last week we talked about. the must-watches for us and something something that I wanted to watch that I that, finally did watch that I finally did watch was Cow Conspiracy and it was pretty intense you know, you find out what the farming agriculture the, the, commercial, the oh. commercial agriculture farming agriculture is really like and you know uh, people's lives were threatened and it's pretty intense and it was super, it's super eye-opening and... Well,
1: what, what is the main question they're always, there, they're trying to talk about?
0: You know, the, the thing that they, they touch upon is, you know, they, all these other organizations like PETA and all these animal rights activists, they talk about, you know, the protection of, of endangered species and animals and the planet and raging against um, the oil industry and stuff and... You know, the, car, the CO2s against all these vehicles and what have you not.
1: And some of those, and some farms nowadays are one of <clears throat> also our biggest problems.
0: And they talk, they talk about how the biggest, how farming agriculture, it causes more methane. And pollution. And pollution than cars and vehicles and like by an insane amount. Yeah. More than 50% of the pollution that's caused is caused by animal agriculture and fucking <laughs> blew my mind. Right. And I was like, holy shit, man. It it wasn't something that, that I was expecting, but it's something it's real, and so this guy, go proceeds to, start his own little documentary, and he's got his funding for it, and he's going and, he's knocking on all these doors, Greenpeace and, and all these other big you know organizations that, uh, preach sustainability and and mm-hmm. preservation of the animal quality and stuff. But are they really? You know what, man? the way he kind of puts them on blast, and it's like now nah, that's there were, there is only uh, oh, one or two uh of the vice presidents who were like, "Well, we don't talk about that because we don't address that in our websites or we don't talk about that because there's big money and lobbyists and in in the meat in the meat farming and, you know meat meat industry, and like apparently people look lose their lives. <laughs> there was a there was a an, a U.S. Uh, U.S. citizen who was in Brazil and they, you know, she was raging against like the deforestation for a, yeah. farming agriculture, and uh, she was very open about it. And she was a nun, and they ended. Up, she ended up getting killed, murdered. Yeah. And every you know, they never cut the never found the, the person, the culprit. But it was all it was insinuated that. Mm-hmm. that the, big, the 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 farm, the ranchers <laughs> are the ones who he to, uh, took her out
1: they turned into fertilizer
0: and that, yeah and, and that's unfortunate and so a lot of people and, and this is in Brazil and right. and people were were scared and didn't yeah. don't say anything I'm just same and that's kind of why the same the like Greenpeace and all these other environmental organizations don't don't advertise the hey animal agriculture provide Creates more pollution yeah than than anything else, anything else and be- I, and I think it they say that it combines i don 't know it combines something like fifty percent more than what but all all all, world, all transportations boat uh, mm-hmm. and everything else combine together like the cattle the ag- farming agriculture causes way more pollution than everything. <laughs> in the world, <laughs> so it's everything kinda anything else in the world that it, we say is polluting our it's world, it's kind of fucking mind blowing, and it's just like, are you sure? And you, you know, the guy double checks and triple checks his facts, and mm-hmm. and you know, it's just a little, it, it's a little intimidating, yeah. and he's he's works his way through like knocking knocking on fucking people's doors and mm-hmm. and trying to trying to rattle cages, and then, so, you know, how about. I guess he, he's making his progression throughout the film. And then at some point, he gets a phone call. Like, he rattles Greenpeace cages and other people's cages. And then they're like, he's like, hey, guess what? Your funding's been cut for this fucking documentary. And he's, uh, he, so they cut his funding. And he's uh, in there. I guess he, they insinuate like he got his, he was threatened. Yeah, and he was Oh uh, like, Yeah, that kind of
1: sounds like I'm being threatened. so he got taken away
0: so he goes from like hey taking on all this information exposing all this information out and then it's like fuck you don't have any more money obviously he got money from somewhere Mm -hmm. to be able to produce this film but the last 20 minute 20 ish minutes of the documentary he suddenly goes from like Farming. farming agriculture to like hey is it healthy for me to be a vegan yeah are vegetarian and I'm like what just fucking happened you went from making these fucking awesome awesome points and it's like eye opening and it's like what we talked about last week you know when you're like right. oh, rotten. The, the, the rotten in the fast food industry like yeah. fuck you know we shouldn't support we shouldn't support the corporate restaurants but what happens if we weren't if we everybody stopped supporting the corporate restaurants and fast food joints and when it supported mom and pop's it Places that's not really he gonna places happen,
1: people
0: in danger, right? Right, and same deal. So he's just kind of like, Fuck. So he yeah. just kind of like bails so out, he
1: pretty much bails out and just says, Oh, well, is it dangerous for me to be a vegan or not?
0: Yeah, he and he kind of makes it shift a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And they he brings up great points. It takes that kind of basically
1: ruined the movie though
0: right and it just kind of takes the edge of the intensity off but they he and to make one gallon of milk from produce one gallon of milk Mm -hmm. i don't know they waste i don't know how many tons of grass and how many gallons like how many well the cows are fed a lot of grass and grain and mm -hmm. the and those grains require a lot of water yeah so they like the they consume that one cattle to produce one gallon of milk consumes more water than one than a whole family produ- will waste in a year. Yeah, just to just to make one just gallon. to make one gallon of milk, and it's yeah. And They talk about let's make if we were, if everybody was vegan or vegetarian, the amount of land mass the the amount of land that that is going to be used compared to what is used when we do the farming agriculture, which is an insane amount, yeah. you know. And well, I mean, even if I
1: said if people went back to agriculture, I mean, it would be small gardens that would probably only feed, but four people. And, and, and that's a thing. And, and but the problem is we don't have the time for it.
0: And b- b- because um, it's hard to find the, the fucking time when everybody's going so fast, so fast. Yeah. And, you know, and everybody thinks it's harder than what it really is, and man, sometimes it's as easy as even if it's it's gonna sound very generic if I promise you if you go to Walmart or Home Depot or Lowe's or any local nursery and you ask them that you just want to grow peppers, and we just talked about like starting with like peppers and maybe yeah. a couple of tomatoes that's mm-hmm. all you really need yeah and just and once you start seeing that production,
1: your your production guess, of yeah.
0: like jalapenos like, I'm yeah. telling I'll tell you what man my mom my mom does like little jalapenos and you know she's got tomatoes and mm-hmm. pff, she's got like two three brushes like little plants of jalapenos mm-hmm. and they produce I don't know 20 25 30 jalapenos and yeah. then she's like it's done and I was like she she keeps it there and you know but once it, it, it it's it's the third year that it produces mm-hmm. jalapenos and it's like it's a Three year, four dollar plant. Yeah. You know, and, and, what, you know,
1: spent like, what, four dollars on helping? You know,
0: it, it's fucking crazy, man, because it's something as simple as that. You know, you can start baby steps and everybody wants to fucking eat the whole pie first. Yeah. But all you, I mean, first you need to, <laughs> you need to build. You need to build. And, you know, if, oh, I don't have a garden, I live in an apartment, then. It's called pots. You, you go buy little pots. I mean, it, you know it doesn't need to be big, and as long as you water it and give it proper sun, you'll be all right. I mean, it it's doable. They, I right. mean, for crying out, they have like they have urban gardens fuck in fucking in Can New York and Chicago it. and and even even in Dallas, man. Mm-hmm. Even, Austin,
1: yeah, Austin
0: too. Austin as well. So it doesn't really take a whole lot to be able to do something like that. We just have to take the initiative, yeah. And somebody needs to be. And I said it. I said it before. I'm like, we have to be able to educate people and inform people on where to start, you yeah. know, and that's that's important and that's something that that at some <laughs> point or another we we we're, we're going to jump a little bit into that. And yeah. in how to how to get help <laughs> help people get started and, you know, that's,
1: you, Yeah, well, is that up the coming podcast?
0: You know, with something as easy as, as having a little tomato plant mm-hmm. and peppers And if you don't like peppers, you can do herbs. I mean, yeah, Yeah. and those can be in the windowsill. And those can be, and exactly, and they're relatively low maintenance, man. And so once you start seeing the fruits of your own little stuff, you get excited, and you're like, you can, you kind of take on that fucking mentality. I was able to do this. Let's see if I can do a little bit more. And you'll find it'll something that started as a small pet project will turn into a, a little bit bigger of a hobby, and then. You know, you get everybody involved, especially if you have kids. Yeah. You know, I know my niece and nephew, they love fucking digging around in dirt. And if you get them involved, they're going to fucking love it. Because who the kids love fucking playing with dirt? Yeah. It's fucking simple. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. They're fucking out there getting dirty. But if you tell them, oh, well, we're going to plant some
1: something, you know, some, you some, something
0: that we get to eat and not now, and it teaches them the value of patience and the value of how to be able to take care of something yeah and teaches them responsibility and what have you not but it's it, it's something for for everybody to dwell you know think about yeah you know
1: well, that's why I was just watching the what the new season of chef's table <laughs> awesome, and Sean Brock's on there, and like dude, I mean he's he is kind of the dude who's been trying to save gardens and seeds and heir- heirloom seeds true and, and
0: he's he's kind of been uh a pioneer. he's he's taken on that challenge himself yeah. and you know like saving saving the seeds and producing the heirloom seeds and stuff and that that stuff takes so much time you know and heirloom heirloom vegetables yeah take seven or seven or eight growing seasons before you you can sprout a a heirloom vegetable and and the general public usually doesn't understand that and they're like why the fuck is this tomato three dollars or four dollars right you know because it takes 10 growing seasons in order to produce this one fucking tomato and yeah it does it's it's fucking crazy yeah but people that's something that the, the common person, individual, doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You and I know it because we read into it, and I'm sure I could be wrong on, on the 8 to 10 seasons, but I'm pretty sure that's where... The, yeah, I, 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 I'd have to look it up. You know, and, and it's something that that I've talked about with with a couple of uh, friends who do their own grow, veggie growings, and they grow their own veggies, and, you know, I've had a couple opportunities to talk to several, you know, s- s- farmers, they farm on a small scale on an acre or two. And, you know, heirloom, se- uh, heirloom seeds for just, for instance, for an heirloom tomato, I don't know, I think the seeds are like 25 bucks a pop for one seed. And, and it's like, shit, how much does one plant produce? And that's exp- That's why a tomato is $3. In, but when you taste an heirloom tomato compared to a regular tomato, night and day. And it's just total, total different flavor profiles. It's a lot sweeter. It it's meatier. It's it it's a different it's a different experience. It's eye opening. Um <clears throat> but Sean Brock definitely pushes the envelope on that too man. and you know what? He does a lot of cool stuff. Um he was a uh, he does a lot of cool stuff and the when we first came across Sean Brock, at least myself, was to remind of a chef and that's when he started talking about the fermentation and the and the the drying and the preserving of of, oh, all, all, ve- of the vegetables and everything else. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. And that's something that he does in all his restaurants. And oh, yeah. he preserves and cans a lot of stuff. And you know that's something that's starting to come around too. Is, and yeah, everyone's coming
1: back and wanting to <coughs> can and do their own pickles or.
0: And it's not it's not that hard. No. You just have to be clean, and you have to be aware of everything that you're doing. Yeah. And some of that stuff, if you if you don't have the the canning stuff, you know, uh, if you're fermenting peppers or vegetables, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you can you just. I've been bur- trying to
1: find a crock actually. Just,
0: just burp them, and you just have to open again. It's some. It's a live. Or it's a live. Organism, you have to burp it. Otherwise, the shit's gonna blow up on you. You're gonna have. Well,
1: it's just like vinegar mothers. You know, which, that's what Sean Brock uses a lot of. Which his is like.
0: What, yeah, man. Two generations yeah, old. Yeah, he's he's, you know, but he he's, I don't know if he started that or he he was able to buy it, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure. Well, well, he always talks on the show that he got it from his grandma. See, and that's that's something that you're like you know he got it from his grandma and so mm-hmm. not everybody that's everybody kind of stepped away from all that but now it's starting to come back where you know even you even you and I have started mother vinegars and yeah. and you know they start growing and growing and sometimes you're you know, you get so busy and we're always at fucking work and boom, it, you, so one take, or two days that you they, don't take care of it. It literally like,
1: is your, it's like
0: your kid and you just want them to have to be around you all the time. And, and, and they fucking die. Like it can, it can, you know, you put six, seven weeks of the, into that shit yeah. and you don't, you don't care for it two, three days and it's gone. Six weeks down the fucking drain and it's, it's done. But especially he, with sourdough starters. You know, and he, they talk about all that stuff in mind of a chef and mm-hmm. you know, Sean Brock does a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that. <coughs> um I don't know. Uh let's talk about you we let's talk about Ugly Delicious. Ugly Delicious. <coughs> I
1: like it. It was it was cultural but also very uh how do you say it? Well, they they talked about what uh, how people treat people here,
0: right? And he ta- he, I'll give him this. He was very he was very gutsy, and it's something that not every not everybody brings up. He brings up immigration, yeah. and I'm not the a biggest of fan of David. Well,
1: that's also where we saw Christina Martinez. For I'm the not first the time. biggest
0: fan of David Chang. I think he, yeah, but mm-hmm. he had the cojones to be able to bring that into light into a full blown documentary and. And he talks about it and he, you know, it's, it sucks, man, the way that mm-hmm. they, they treat everybody, the way they treat the, the, I guess, immigrants. Yeah. Um, because.
1: Even though they, well, I mean, how can we say that nobody is not an immigrant unless you, what, Native American,
0: right? Yeah. The and, and. and yeah. <laughs> It just it's it's mind blowing, and they even touch that. They talk about that again on Chef's Table with Christina mm-hmm. Martinez, uh, where she goes to her boss. You know, she came into the country, mm-hmm. and she was not legal, and she's trying to get become legal. You know, she's trying to get some some legal advice. She got legal advice like go talk to your boss; so they can sponsor you. Yeah. Because at that time, she started kind of like a dishwasher, and then they're like. Hey, will you help me make some desserts yeah and then she's like, "Oh, I can come up with some desserts and so they're yeah. like, well, you're pastry chef now, and then you know she she had something going, and so she went, and they're like, No, we don't know what you're talking about you're fired and they <laughs> cut they cut her loose because she was illegal and and you know her husband talks about that, and it's like it's fucking bullshit that he knew the whole time, and then he just acted like he was shocked and he didn't know. Yeah. And that's what happens, you know. Uh, it happened time. a lot of the times, and not just with like, you know, La- the Latin community or doing mm-hmm. everybody in general. If you're an immigrant, like they act, they act mm-hmm. baffled, mm-hmm. like I didn't know, and it's you know, yeah, you know, Everything and else. and you know, it, it's one of those deals where. Where you just have to, that nobody wants to, nobody wants to hold that, nobody wants to hold that that dirty sheet. (laughs) That dirty laundry. Because Um. they don't want to be a part of it. And because of their current political standings Mm -hmm. and because they believe in, they preach something and they practice something else. And that's, you know, they don't want to be involved with it. So they shake it off and it's like, see you later. So, you know. Kudos to David Chang and for bringing that stuff up, man. Oh yeah. It, like I said, not the biggest, not his biggest I love fan. the taco episode though. Not not his biggest fan, but you know, kudos to him on that because it really takes some it takes some some cojones to bring it up, and it got posted up. at At no point does he ever deviate, okay. you know, like you know, from that topic. He just kind of stays on it and uh, pushes through you know so that that's always uh that 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 show kudos to that mm-hmm. and and he talks about he talks about a bunch of other cool shit on that show too
1: like well each episode <coughs> is basically about what uh pizza tacos then <laughs> it gets into noodles it, it it's very but it's like uh i think it's like china versus or asian versus uh italian
0: and he taught, he brings up all these like the I guess not local foods but like homey yeah. dishes and homey okay. meals as opposed to like the fine dining aspect and, and you know that's something that the street food or the mm-hmm. comfort food is booming and it kind of started with with southern comfort starting to come back like yeah. the cornbreads the biscuits and gravy what, the chicken like, and waffles what even in uh, what oh vegan Cajun you know, oh, it, it, and so it, it comes up, it, it, it's starting to come up and then like mm-hmm. the Mexican, the Mexican street food scene has slowly, like it started in a crescendo and before it was like, well you can't make fancy Mexican street food mm-hmm. fancy yeah. and you know, it's not meant to be fancy. You know, fried chicken isn't meant to be fancy. Neither is mashed potatoes. It's fucking mashed potatoes, fried chicken or... You know, or chicken and waffles—it's not meant to be fancy; it's meant to be make you feel comfortable. Tacos are the same way, oh, yeah. and we went on about that in our taco episode for forever. <laughs> and it's important, you know.
1: Oh, you know, cool thing I discovered: what uh, potato flour tortillas?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zach! Zach is a—you're you're like the fucking mad scientist. He's all—you're always <laughs> like doodling, man, with different shit. And you don't you don't stay with what like one thing. You don't conform to like the normal shit. You're always trying to jump and doodle and mess with different stuff. Uh, you know, Zach, Zach's a. <laughs> I'm a doodler. <laughs> he, he, you do, man. You you jump into that and you have, you know, you know you don't let food kick your ass. And and if it does, you find another way. And we always talk about it. Well, oh, it didn't come out as well. I'm like, well, what if you do this and what if you do that. You know, and we always talk about doing different ratios or variations on kind of. on, on proportions. How or, many
1: times did we try that noodle recipe? You
0: know, we, a bunch. Uh, you know, we tried it a handful of times and, you know. The
1: corn one didn't work. <laughs> what if you just could, get it? could have gotten it a little bit
0: finer? Uh, you, you know, I think we just need a stone mill if you're going to mm-hmm. get it that fine because that hand grinder doesn't work like like we wanted to and we need the stone mill to yeah. be able to get it. Super super fine. Right. But <clears throat> let's jump uh right. stay let's let's stay on the on the whole ugly delicious but let's make a jump into parts unknown or let's just talk about Anthony Bourdain in general because also he was a big uh, he's a big advocate, may you rest for, in peace. Yeah. For 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 the immigrant worker yeah. especially the the latino the, the latino uh mexican what? That, that the latin in american community
1: his first no reservations he did an episode with his the got the chef that actually had his got his, his job. job
0: yep yeah. and uh he ended up passing away too man he got oh. like he got cancer he died passed away a couple of years ago and uh it's funny because when he jumped into there like anthony was but he's the executive chef, and, you know, the whole kitchen is kind of like from Puebla. And so they're all from Puebla. And he's like, you got, he says in that episode, he's like, I got a bunch of Mexican guys cooking French, cook, cooking French food rather than French people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, you know, everybody says that's bullshit, That's but that's usually how it works, man. Oh, yeah. Again, you know, you bring somebody from culinary school into a restaurant, and they wanna they, they come in with a I'm a chef yeah. and you don't you know, so their mindset's different and you know, in reality you need to shut up and do what you're told and if you're gonna impart some ideas or information it's gonna be later down the road because right now it's doing what you're told you're about to you're you're about to shut up and, and listen and take in everything that you can and they want to like try and hey, well, this is what I see wrong, wrong. And a chef will tell you to shut the fuck up and <laughs> do the work or, or, or kick you out of the kitchen, period. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of time with... with.
1: Well, what? Remember that uh, first... The first season of Top Chef. They got put on... The first night, they got put on the line.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and... and and, you know, it turned out bad for, what's his name, the, the guy who ended up winning, I forgot his name, and he's, like, the experienced yeah, yeah. cook, and he, he got fucking rattled, and he's like, I don't know what happened, Yeah. and he ended up doing really shitty that night, and he got kicked out, yeah. and then, the you know, the couple of people that didn't have the experience that this fucking guy had ended up doing really, really well, but, you know, it, it happens that way, because people take their, sometimes you come in with an open mind, and you just have to fucking take direction, and... And these and and these guys came in, and they were all like related. It's fucking weird, man. They're like vecinos and like neighbors and cousins, cousin. It's fucking weird because he's like that, you know. And people from Puebla, they're a little bit. They have a little bit darker complexion because they they're not, you know. So they're all morenitos. They're all like darker complexion and what have you not. And they're all working their ass off and like Tony's like the only white guy in there. And it's funny, man, because he's talking. He's, he's these guys are doing exactly what he says and. Yeah. He's communicating with them in English and in Spanish, and, and you know, it, it it works. It worked out. And when he left, he stayed in charge, and and the restaurant didn't keep a beat, man. But you know, it, it it's it's a cold. Re- it's a hard reality that nobody nobody wants to accept. Everybody just wants to go out and fucking eat and eat fancy food and drink with their fucking friends and like. You know, the immigration thing is, like, a big deal, and nobody wants to acknowledge it. Everybody just wants to, like, ignore it. Yeah. You know, but it's a... You know, chances are, especially here in the Valley, if you're going out to eat a taqueria, guess what?
1: Yeah.
0: It, it's not... They're it, going to be closed. You know, it, it, it's something that that's happening. You can, you can deny it all you want, and then you're just kidding yourself. Mm-hmm. And, uh... But that's... That's... That's just how it goes. Um... Oh, man, let's, let's talk, let's, uh, do you want to, do you want to talk about, continue talking about anything that you want to add on the Paleo Way or anything else that you wanted to oh, talk yeah, about, man. and we'll close, we'll, we'll close out our, we'll close out our podcast and uh, go for it. What, on the Paleo Way, so what, I mean, it's.
1: But lately I've been thinking about, like, just having to cook for it and it would be expensive. Especially from the bone broths. You know, and... see, that's what it is. The the lower cuts of meat that you used to be able to get for, like, pennies on
0: the dollar. You can't no more. You can't. And and why? Because everything's becoming, like, all these fucking fats, man. Mm -hmm. And, like, the misinformation and the fads that, you know, we talked about the gluten allergies and all that BS, man. Be, you know What that
1: rotten episode on gluten
0: or on allergies? Oh yeah, it, and you know it. It's insane how the GM how they start removing certain things from like mm-hmm. from foods that aren't harmful to our bodies. They start modifying them, and and it's not necessarily like you're eating the stuff, and your your body has a defense, and it doesn't when it it used to have that compound or that. That I guess that compound in in mm-hmm. the in the in the well, food it, is... it didn't reject it, but now that it got taken out, your body reads it different and it mm-hmm. starts attacking, and that's why you break out in hives and nodules. Yeah, and you know it focuses on peanuts. Yeah, and uh, and trans fats are not
1: <coughs> <laughs> do not cause heart disease.
0: You know, and when they do the, the the when they start talking about the allergies and they the the doctors start encouraging. The parents to feed their kids peanuts, Mm -hmm. a small amount. You don't know how it's gonna react. You give them small amounts, and your body, you're still, your body builds a mild resistance to it. I mean, you can't take. And they they had a couple of studies where this, where they could only eat like 50 grams of of peanuts, and Mm -hmm. then throughout the course of like a year or so, he was able to eat like 150 as opposed to like 50. And he's like, I I and they have a a couple of the individuals are like, well, I had Chinese for the first time in my life. And she's like 15 and he's like 18. He's like, I never had Chinese. I never had Indian. He's like, but, you know, because I started slowly introducing a little bit of it, a little bit of the peanuts and a little, not just the peanuts, but with the food that they're allergic to yeah. in small amounts, like it helps their body build the resistance. And, and, you know, we're still allergic to that. We just can't have it every day. Yeah. And, you
1: know. I, I know a lot of people, well, well what, my, uh, I have a friend who's gluten-free and she can't drink beer, but she still likes to drink beer. <laughs> she, oh
0: okay, yeah. man, she does it in small amounts, man. Yeah. And it, <clears throat> you just, it's important to be informed, again, yeah. where you're going, who you're, what you're mm-hmm. eating. Yeah. And because you don't know. Yeah. And, and Use use real terminology. Don't use the oh I'm gluten free again because people are just gonna oh this is some random person making up stuff and they you Cause know because they don't want it or they're on, they're on a, that fad diet they're in that fad diet you know use a real name hey I'm allergic to a, I have L-E-X. I have celiac disease and you know it, it at least for me when I've been told that it I stop what I'm doing at any point but when people address it by their real name. You know, you take it. You take it super serious because mm-hmm. people that have always addressed it with me, mm-hmm. in in that in well, especially with if the they real know it.
1: certain things like what uh, you can always catch a fake vegan if they eat Jello.
0: <laughs> it, it is true, man. It, it, you know, it, it just they don't know. Or yeah. hey, I'm be I, I, I'm vegetarian. I don't need. Him, but they'll go to restaurants that, oh, yes, our, our fries are vegetarian. Like, it's canola oil. And mm-hmm. they're still, they have one fucking fryer. Guess what? They're frying their shrimp there. They're frying their fucking chicken there. Yeah. You're fucking wasting your time. You, yeah. you, you know, it, 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 it drives me fucking bonkers, man, because they're misinformed or they, they're like, well, I, I, they just kind of shrug it off because they're, it's trendy. Yeah. I had somebody once tell me they were allergic to salt. And I and I was like, really? She's like, but only if you if only if I put it on. If you make sure you put a lot of salt, because if you do it, it doesn't count. And I was like, but if I was like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah. Uh, go ahead and sprinkle a lot of salt, but you're allergic to it. No, it's okay if you put it on. It, it I won't be. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh. And I just kind of did like I I felt like doing like a Homer Simpson look like like the. Squinty eyes, like you stupid bitch. <laughs> Sorry, it's just upsetting. It's just like goddamn, you know. Like, and I've had people tell me, you know, they're allergic. They're, allerg- but, they're allergic. They're allergic to. How could you be allergic to salt know. it's Like
1: your body actually needs.
0: I don't. Salt. I don't know, man. I've had people tell me That's they're what? allergic to, to shellfish, and I'm allergic to shellfish. Take the shit serious. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, and unless then we the, go to Japan, you're bringing a bunch <laughs> well, of empty no, and and then you see, and then you see him eating a bunch of. I'm like that. Can, that contains shellfish. Oh no, I just, I just don't want to eat it. And Ming Tsai talks about it in, mm-hmm. in, Rotten too, man. He's like, you, those people kind of ruin it for everybody. Yeah. For the people who have, real, food allergies, food allergies and shit, man. You know. But it go it, it all comes down to, information and, you know. Oh, I'm a vegan you know and every I use soy for everything and that's not what mm-hmm. vegan is, being a, veg, a vegan is being that's not what it's about man no. you know you're exploring but they want to stick to soy 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 or or. To, uh, well yeah
1: that's why I mean I don't I, I was even talking with some customers the other day and I was like yeah I, I don't do the processed meat I, I give you the vegetable
0: you know I'm so, not
1: trying to lie like are you are you trying to be vegan or are you trying to eat fake meat why
0: you know, and and again, they just want to go with the super easy stuff. Uh, so they want to they want to go with the super easy way out, and yeah. it's like I don't want to know about it, but just just mm-hmm. if I tell you something, just say it is, and we'll go with that. Yeah,
1: it's it's like eat a vegetable for a vegetable. Like if you're really like, <coughs> I'm vegan, it's yeah, I love this. I want to eat a nice share. I want to go eat some snack peas.
0: So. I guess in closing, I guess uh, one of the final things that we're gonna that I want to talk about is when you go out to eat or, or if you're vegetarian or vegan, don't quit trying to quit trying to. You know why do you have to make it vegan chicken tacos or vegan yeah. vegan meat? I'm like just say, you know, vegan, vegan tacos. taco or vegan vegan uh a vegan hamburger patty. I'm like no, just call it a vegan patty and that's it. You know, you don't have to stop stop trying. If if you're so repulsed and disgusted by the by meat or proteins, just go ahead and leave it out. Quit trying to substitute. You know, faux shrimp, faux chicken. Just leave it out and just and just order your order your vegan taco. Order mm-hmm. your vegan burger. Yeah. You don't have to. It. You know, it's it's vegan beef. Yeah. Like you're you're repulsed by by the slaughter of like an animal mm-hmm. to consume but you're okay with using the fucking name.
1: Yeah. And again,
0: miss That's, people well, it's who even don't
1: that impossible meat that actually like bleeds. Oh, the impossible. When you cut into it's it, an impossible.
0: But you know, and it has a it? it's called impossible burger yeah. and, it, and it's made with beets, man and you, and you, you know, you you heat that up in the fucking microwave or mm-hmm. if you cook it in a pan because when you cut it in beets just like fuck, man and it's it smells. So it comes out red and looks like and pink on the inside. It smells horrendous, disgusting. It is not good. I, I, you know, I'd sooner rather get kicked in the nuts than eat the eat a whole thing of that because it's really disgusting. It's an, beers an acquired taste. The wines an acquired taste. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. You know, it, it's not. It really isn't. But. It, it's funny, but it's it's not it's it's not good at all. So, anyways, yeah. Um, let's uh, let's let, we're gonna go ahead and close out this episode. And uh, feel free to follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter at Two Cooks Without a Kitchen. Uh, if you're listening to us on the Anchor app, go ahead and leave a message. Uh, you know, or DM us on our Twitter or Instagram. Give us a comment. Give us a comment. Leave, leave, leave a shout out. Ask us questions, food, anything you want to ask about. It, uh, hit us Hit us up, and we'll be more than happy to help you out in any way, shape, or form. Uh, if you don't follow, if you don't have Anchor, go ahead and listen to us on Spotify. Uh, podcast, Two, po- Two Cooks Without a Kitchen, or Apple Podcasts at Two Cooks Without a Kitchen. Uh we look forward to being back here next week. And we have some interesting uh, an, an interesting topic for next week. But um, please uh, remember to stay hungry, be happy, and always be ready to eat.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And y'all have a good one. See y'all next week.
1: Talk to you guys later.